You're now listening to the I Got Fired Last Week podcast, where we discuss the challenges and opportunities around being out of work. If you're feeling lost, overwhelmed, uninformed, or simply uninspired, there's something here for you. I'm your host, Sam Eremaran, and along with my guests, we're here to walk on this journey together. Stay tuned. All right, and we're back. Firstly, thank you for being here. This is episode five, which is so crazy to even get my head around. Um, there's an interesting stat, which I read. I'm not sure if it's true because loads of the things that we read on the internet aren't true, but it said that 90% of podcasts don't get past episode three. Of the remaining 10%, 90% don't make it to episode 20. So if you get to episode 21, you are in the top 1% of episode producers. Now, whether that's true or not, it makes me feel good (laughs) because this is episode five, which would technically put me in the top 10%, which I think is super cool. Um, Yeah, again, who knows? But whether it's true or not, I'm going to keep on showing up. I'm going to keep on being consistent. I'm also very conscious at the fact that though I feel like this information is good, I'm probably prepared to do this 50 times before I would say that I'm good. I've really... um, I've really, over the last couple of, call it years or so, I've really become conscious of the fact that we as a generation want to be really good on day one. We sort of want, yeah, man, I just started this podcast and it's sick. I got like 10,000 people who are viewing it and everyone's sharing it and it's crazy. And I I think it was Ali Abdal when I was watching his stuff on YouTube and he was just like, I made videos for two years before anything happened. So even in his podcast, no, in his um, YouTube Academy, he tells people you need to be prepared to do a video a week for two years, which is 104 episodes before you expect anything to happen. You're not going to get brand sponsorship. You're not going to do, you might, sure. But if you can go in with the mentality that I'm at least going to do a hundred of these before I feel like I'm any good to monetize, then I think that what you'll end up doing is learning over time, how to perfect the craft, how to you know how to speak, how to show up, how to plan episodes, how to just go through the process. And before you know it, it will be like, wow, I, it's not even that I'm really good. I just suck less than I probably did before. And then if you continually suck less and suck less and suck less, eventually you'll be able to go, I don't think I suck at all. I actually think I'm really good. So that's where I am, which is I'm just going to keep on showing up. I'm going to keep on doing these, keep on trying to provide as much value as I can. And my hope is that over time, I just end up getting really good at it, which is getting really, really good at providing the right value to the right people. And at the same time, get really, really good at podcasting, if that's a thing. So um, yeah, here we are. We're back. Episode five. Super happy to be here. Today's episode is going to be about rebuilding your self-confidence. As I'm sure you remember in episode two, I explained in, you know, in pretty deep detail, the emotions that I felt and what I went through almost feeling like a breakup, going through grief. Hopefully it resonated with you. But at the same time, misery loves company. And I didn't want to dwell there. I wanted to speak about it because I want to give validation to my thoughts and feelings. But never to the extent that, hold on a second, I'm just sad and I'm angry and I'm upset. Well, I was those things for a while. But this episode is about focusing on acceptance and identifying the strengths and setting goals for the next stage of life, whatever that might be, whether it be going back into full-time employment, going into entrepreneurship and starting your own thing, doesn't necessarily matter. What does matter is how you feel about yourself, because I think that will dictate what 
the next step even looks like. All right, let's go into it. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah, point one, accepting emotion. So in our previous episode, the final stage was, it was acceptance, right? The final stage of grief was acceptance. And grief because we saw leaving the job as a breakup. You know, a, an organization or a company saying to you, hey man, I mean, I, I know you did really, really good work, but I'll be honest with you, it's not working and it's 100% not us, it's you. <laughs> like That's pretty much what they said. Like it's it's, they looked me in the face and it was, we don't really need you anymore or we don't need the skill set that you bring we don't need the value that you say that you bring for the cost that we're paying you for and i was like okay i mean that's sad and healing had to happen because i had to acknowledge the fact i was honestly hurt i i was honestly hurt like i i, I it's not one of those well f you i don't even care no it was one of those well i'm heartbroken i'm heartbroken but on the other side of that I have to go to where I'm valued. You know, there is a job, there is an organization, there is a mission which wants my time, which wants my effort, which wants my expertise. There are, it's funny, there are actually so many parallels to a relationship because I would say in the same way, there's probably, if you break up with your partner, I'm sure you would say to yourself, well, it's sad that you broke up with that person, but there is someone who wants you and there is someone who values you and there is someone who believes that you're worth it and there is someone who is prepared to take on and understand some of the things that you've been through in previous relationships. They're bringing everything that you've come in with. So I had to acknowledge that and I've had to walk through it. And I mean, I've I've spoken in detail about it, but I, I don't want to in any way minimize the power of emotions because they're important. But that moves me on to my next point, which is where I really want to camp for a second, which is... We don't spend enough time looking in the mirror being like, I don't care what no one says. You're cool. You're actually amazing. You're awesome. You're valuable. You're strategic. You're creative. Your work is A1. There's no one who can do what you do. You're the greatest project manager I know. Your, your marketing campaigns are really colorful and creative. I love the way you said that. Um, I don't know. The way that you coordinated that wedding was A1. I'm talking you looking in the mirror. Looking in the mirror and just being like, I don't care what no one says, you're the greatest. There's something so powerful about affirmations. There's something so powerful about not necessarily needing external validation or another person to tell you that you're good at a thing for you to just look in the mirror and say, I know you're good. And there's a quote, right? I'll read it. Now, just to, just to clarify, Einstein didn't say this, but all the social media pages seems to have his face on the back of it. And there seems to be this thing that if you say anything and you put a picture of Albert Einstein, then it automatically creates credibility. I remember they used to do the same thing. They would put like Keanu Reeves on the back or they put Will Smith on the back or just someone credible. And because it's got his picture, it automatically means that the quote is credible. Anyway. This is attributed to Einstein, but it says everyone is a genius. But if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it will spend its whole life believing that it's stupid. And what it's basically saying is if you attach your self-worth to your ability to do a job, then you allow your employer to dictate the value that you have. 
And many of us do that. We'll say, my employer pays me 50K, so my work must be worth 50K. When actually there are statistics that show that when an employer hires you, he's most likely getting three to five times, or he, I don't know why I went that. They are most likely getting three to five times the value out of you than what they pay you. Many of these organizations are what we call profit maximizers. Profit maximizers want to get the maximum amount of profit for the least amount of inputs. That's it. So somebody comes in and goes, yeah, we'll pay you 100K. You're probably worth 250. But if you're looking at yourself like, they're only paying me 100K. Well, I mean, <laughs> please, <laughs> before you do that, 100K is not only at all. <laughs> but okay, call it 30K. Let's make it more realistic. If you say, well, they're only paying me 30K, which means that they must not value me at all. No, not necessarily. You need to understand your value way before they've given it a number. You are valuable because you're you. And you are not your job. You are not your job. So what do I do in this area? Well, the first thing I do is I take stock of all the good things that I did there. I take stock of all the value that I added. Take stock of all the times I showed up, all of my successes, all of my qualifications. I tell my coaching clients this. Oh, by the way, I'm a coach. <laughs> I tell my coaching clients this. I say, how many of your employers were there during your exams? Did they sit down in the computer room with you? Did they make you lunch? Did they pack your bag? Did they, you know, were you reading through the questions together and kind of brainstorming? No, not at all. You did that. You showed up, you studied for those exams, your, your oral presentations, your essays, whatever it is, you showed up. You are a competent professional. You are strong simply because of where you are. You are accomplished because of the things that you've done. You can't allow somebody firing you, somebody making you redundant, somebody dishonorably discharging you. You can't allow any one of those things or those people to make you feel like you're less than because you're not. You're not. So when I look in the mirror every day, I'm like, listen, Sam, you're a boss. I don't care what no one says. You're the best at what you do. What? That 150K, 200, 200K, 250K role is coming. And if it's not coming, I'm just going to create a company that will pay me that money anyway. Sam, you're going to have a plethora of staff underneath you. Why? Because you are going to be the manager that you would have wanted when you were working at a place. You're going to be the kind and compassionate and creative manager that is going to empower people because you want them to be better than you. That's the kind of person that you are. That's a strength that I have. That's my, my empathy is my superpower. So before I go down the road of, oh my gosh, I don't have any self-confidence. I don't have, well, no, 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 no. I'm good. Because it was me being good that got me in the door in the first place. Yes, you may not want me anymore, but that doesn't change the fact that I'm still good. As I'm sure you can tell, I'm pretty passionate about this but because I'm wanting to know it. And I don't think we do it enough. We automatically go down the path of, yeah, but if I was good, then they would have kept me. No, they might have got rid of you for many reasons. Any reason. Maybe they, they didn't want to get rid of anybody, but they just looked at the bottom line and they were like, someone has to go and we're sorry it's you. At least that's the lie I try. <laughs> the lie I tell myself. <laughs> but listen, what's wrong with it being a lie? As long as I believe it and it helps me get up in the morning, I love it. 
Point number three, right? Set new goals. Set new goals. Okay, the old things are gone. That old job is gone. It's time to set new goals. Now, there is a misconception. And that misconception is that you have to be confident to do confident things. Oh, I would never do that. I'm not confident enough. I would never do public speaking. I'm not confident enough. I would never go to these places or these networking events or do those things. So I'm not confident enough. I think you've got the process in reverse. It is not that confident people do confident things. It's if you do confident things consistently, you will become a more confident person. That's how it works. If you continuously show up and do things which scare you, which are outside your comfort zone, eventually you will end up becoming really comfortable doing that thing, which means it's no longer outside your comfort zone. It's just a thing you do. Now, being out of work may have knocked your confidence for a second, but getting back up requires you to now put something in place which will allow you to win. Let's say that public speaking is what you want to do. Go and speak in your high school assembly in front of kids who you're, you're probably thinking couldn't care less. It doesn't matter whether they care. What matters is that was a win for you. Take time to set some goals that you know you can achieve because what ends up happening is it's a snowball. And if you do this small thing, you can do that small thing. And if you do that small thing, you can do that small thing. Oh my gosh, I thought that was going to, I thought that was going to destroy me or take me out or kill me, but actually I'm perfectly fine. And listen, we could nest here. Um, maybe in a future episode, we'll revisit this, but I'm talking about goals as small as I'm going to apply for a certain number of jobs today. Then it's at the end of the day being like, I killed that. I said I was going to apply for 10 jobs. I applied for 12, killing the game. No one can tell me nothing. I'm talking about waking up in the morning and saying today, the only thing I'm going to do is research the difference between a project management, I'm uh, sorry, a project manager and a BA. That's it. That's the only thing I'm going to do today. And then doing it, having a bunch of tabs open, getting lost in a hole and being like, you know what? If I've done nothing else today, I can 100% tell you the difference between these two roles. I'm going to message five people on LinkedIn. Sam, I messaged 10. I'm going to update my CV and my cover letter. I did a CV, a cover letter, and an alternative CV to highlight and identify some of my wisdom in this particular area. I am killing. <laughs> Why not, right? Why not? When it comes to setting goals, and I'm going to, listen, I'm talking, I'm going to come in quickly and I'm going to reverse straight back out. <laughs> now, I'm sure you probably heard of SMART goals. SMART is specific, measurable, um, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. Okay, first things first, I'm going to swap that. Still SMART, but S is for specific. Your goal doesn't need to be a specific, like, you know, like I said, five people on LinkedIn. It's a very specific goal. It's a specific number, you know, measurable. I'm going to message five people by the end of the day. I can measure that. Did I reach out to five people by the end of the day? Achievable. Achievable is, so if you set your goal, I'm going to call Mbappe on the phone. I mean, it, 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 it's a great, <laughs> it's a great goal to have, but if you don't have his number, then it might not necessarily be achievable. Now, R is realistic. I don't like realistic. I changed that to relevant. I think your goals need to be relevant because you can end up putting some goals in motion that just, who even cares? You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna iron 
all of my clothes. Cool, man. Sure. But it's just not relevant to <laughs> your next. Uh, yeah, cool. If yeah, I'm sure you can notice why that's probably not the most relevant of goals to focus on in a time where you're trying to understand whether you're going into paid employment, how to make money, etc. But time bound is a really, really important one because if you don't have time, then really it's not a goal. Does that make sense? If, if, if there's no time element to it, it's just like, I'm going to do it. When? Soon? Someday? No, 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 no. Bound, like, bind it to time. Say, I'm going to get this done in the next 24 hours, next 72 hours, soon as possible. Give it something. So that's goals. Remember, I'm. this is very light touch because the moment we go into goals, it can be different types of goals, long-term, short-term, all that good stuff. Um, and I don't want to bore you today. <laughs> Um, point four and here is a really really good one for me this is what's helped me get through where I am currently which is to build a support system there's a saying that if you want to go far go together the whole point of this podcast is that we're a community of people who have experienced something traumatic that we're learning to heal from and you probably think oh come on Sam we just lost a job but actually no trauma is anything stressful frightening or distressing like this is traumatic it really is and i think the earlier that you lean into it and understand the fact that you're hurt is the earlier that you can start to heal we said that earlier right part of that process is you understanding that you're not alone you're not alone there are people just like you who are going through a similar thing that's why i'm doing this but even if you don't listen to me where do you find some of these people? There are Facebook groups. And I think that Facebook is an excellent place to start. I went to Facebook and I typed in, what did I type in? I think I typed in redundancy. And I automatically found three amazing groups that I joined straight away. Which is people in the UK who have been made redundant. Um, and they share on the benefits, they share jobs, they share support. So people go in there and someone may say something like, hey, um, 20 days unemployed. I don't know what to do. Um, starting to run out of money. I'm not sure where to look. And then you'll have uh, strangers. Hey, sis, just want to encourage you. Keep on going. You're doing great. I know it's not easy, but you're going to make it through. You can do this. Anything I can do. I'm local in the area. I don't have a lot of food, but I'll share it with you. Um, I can introduce you to a recruiter. Like it, it just opens you up to the love that exists in the world. And then you realize that there are good people who are going through similar things and having that community, like imagine what that is for someone, for them to be like, oh my gosh, these random strangers who I've never met are prepared to share food with me. They're prepared to introduce me to recruiters and they're sending me links for stuff and they're sending me jobs, etc. It can really, really make you feel loved. So I joined those groups and I would encourage you to do the same thing. Literally, Go on Facebook. I know that Facebook isn't really a place that um, anyone <laughs> 30 or younger decides to go on anymore, but I really love it. Um, so go on Facebook, type in redundancy, type in unemployment, type in fired. I mean, you have to kind of walk through the group because if you type in fired, I'm sure you'll probably find like the, f the fire service or <laughs> so, so like be, be pretty specific on some of the things that you're looking for. But once you get them, like join the groups and engage. I also, when I typed in redundancy into google i realized that there's support for so many people like i typed in um redundancy support group and i realized that mind the mental health charity 
They've got a bunch of resources that can help. Um, the government, you know, something.gov.uk, they've got a bunch of things that you can go on. Just surround yourself with positive things and with positive people. And those supportive individuals, they can offer you encouragement, constructive feedback on your CV. They can help you on your journey of rebuilding. And that's what this is about. This is not about you doing this alone. This is about you doing this with other people. So that's it. That's all I wanted to say on this one. I just wanted to open you up to the fact that you can rebuild. You can rebuild. And we shouldn't rest in the fact that these things have happened. What we really need to do is move out of now they've happened. What do I do now? First thing that you do is that you accept the fact that you've been through it. You walk through those emotions. You walk through the grief. You, If it's counseling, if it's therapy, whatever it is you need. But you leave that place knowing that, okay, this happened. Next thing you do is you identify where your strengths are and you go really big on your accomplishments. You affirm yourself, whether it be in the mirror every day, whether it be ringing up a person who you know can affirm you. Everyone needs a hype man or a hype woman who's just like, listen, I don't care what no one says. You're the greatest. You're the best at that. No one can make cake like you. No one can cook like you. No one can manage projects like you do. No one can coordinate weddings like you do. You need some hype people in your corner who are just going to gas you, who are just going to really puff you up. I want the biggest head. I want to come off this conversation smiling like, you know what? I am good, you know? Nah, 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 I don't care what no one says. I'm the best. I don't, you know, stuff, stuff like that. It can help you a lot. So take stock of the things that you've done. Take stock of the things that you're currently doing. All of your successes, all of your accomplishments, write them down. Put them on a mood board right there so that every day you can wait. Put them on like your, your phone wallpaper or your screensaver. You are more than enough. You are more than enough. You are awesome. You're creative. You are great. You are beautiful. You're that. Because as you continuously reiterate and say these things again and again, they'll start to become a part of your subconscious. So whether you like it or not, you'll hear those things constantly going around in your mind. As it relates to going and finding a job, I am a competent professional. I know exactly what I'm doing. I have creative solutions to some of these organizations' biggest problems. I am worth every penny. They're even underpaying me because I provide so much value. Everything I did there was to add value and to ensure that this organization would progress and be better. They were better because I was there and they're going to suffer because I'm not. Obviously, we're not wishing that they suffer, but tell yourself these things. Because it will gas you and it will gas you to the stage where you're just like, at least I know I'm good. Then we spoke about setting new goals, setting new goals and having small wins and saying, I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this. And if I can just do that today, or if I can just get through these things this week, or if I can just reach out to a certain number of people this month, then I'll be okay. And then celebrating those wins. Sam, you said you were going to do five. You did seven. You're amazing. I'm going to celebrate myself by... I don't know, buying an ice cream. And it may seem like a very, very small thing, but my personal belief is that you have to mark every significant victory because mentally, if you don't reward yourself or if there is no reward for work, then I believe it messes with the brain. The reward center wants a reward for a certain amount of work. So for example, you run a marathon, what do you get at the end? You get um, a medal, you get... um, 
your name in a book, you get all that sort of stuff. If you just ran a marathon and at the end it was just like, cool. That may end up affecting the way that you even see and understand rewards. So that's what I would say. That's number three. Um, and number four is build a support system and have a support system. Have people who can encourage you, have people who, um, whether that be on Facebook, whether that be on social media, whether that be family members, just someone or a group of people who are actually able to just be like, yo, man, listen, we're going through this too. You are not alone. I don't want you to feel like you're going through this alone because you're not. We're going through this together, right? So don't forget, if this episode encouraged you, if you liked it, share it with someone that you feel like may find it valuable because that's what we're doing here. That's the whole point. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. I do hope to see you next week. Do all of the likables and uh, likables. <laughs> do all the likables on Instagram, YouTube, um, Spotify, all that good stuff, wherever you're seeing this or listening to this. And yeah, hope to see you real soon. Peace and blessings.